Miracy. I'm Cheryl Plouffe, and you're listening to Making It. I am the creator of Scalable Business Accelerator, and we help six-figure entrepreneurs to scale their businesses with systems, including podcasting, referral networks, and high-ticket coaching offers. I would describe myself as being very shy when I was young. I was the kid who, when the teacher called on her in class, I would cry. I remember vividly doing that in grades one, two, (laughs) you know. I was not someone who loved having eyeballs on me. And then when I was in my teens, I really became more almost a class clown, which is interesting because it's polar opposite to how I felt as a child. But in my teen years, I wanted to make people laugh. And I would act like a fool and I would, you know, make my friends laugh and, you know, imitate people that I would see on Saturday Night Live because I was obsessed with that show. And it was around 15 years old when I had a friend of mine whose mother needed some models for a show. It was an artisan show where they knit scarves and sweaters and that sort of thing. And they were looking for some young girls to model in a fashion show. And I remember feeling a real high that day in that I was not only getting out there and modeling these beautiful scarves and sweaters, et cetera, but it was really more about my inner knowing that if I can do this, which was terrifying to me, if I can do this, if I can walk out in front of these people and show off these garments, that I could do anything. I was 18 years old when I started in television, and I was volunteering at a cable TV station in the city that I lived in. I was behind the scenes. I was pulling cables. I was in the studio. I had no desire to be on air or aspirations to do so. And one day, someone tapped me on the shoulder and said, we need a host for the show. Would you be interested to try it out? And I said, sure, I'll give it a shot. I had no idea what I was doing. Lo and behold, I started hosting this show and did that for I would say around two years, and really came to love it, really came to enjoy enjoy it because I really found that I was fairly good at it. I mean, I had a lot to learn. And that's what I did was I just continued on that path of learning and growing and volunteering and working in media in a variety of capacities and never went to school for it, actually. I worked my way up to the national stage before I was 30. The biggest lesson that I learned from being a broadcaster was that I was capable. You know, when I first started, I knew and had experience with broadcasting, but I didn't know the subject matter. I didn't know about meteorology. I didn't know about weather. (laughs) I had to learn all of those things. And it didn't take long for me to realize that, oh, I'm absolutely capable. You know, I can learn new things and I can adapt to them. And I'm a good communicator. I can take what I'm learning and I'm able to effectively communicate that to others. You know, right now we're in a place where artificial intelligence is something that is taking hold and will continue to be growing and become a part of our lives. So because I love to learn and because I'm inquisitive and I think because I have the want and the desire to learn new things, I'm able to dig into that and form opinions and go out there and share that with other people. So this ability and I guess capability of just knowing that I'm able to do that. I'm really good at being able to take in new information and synthesize it 
and make it palatable for other people and, you know, share what I know. So the biggest lesson for me over the time that I was a broadcaster was just confidence. I think it was really about confidence for me and seeing that, you know, the the girl who grew up shy, the girl who would cry when the teacher called on her in school in grade one has come a long way. The push for me to become a business owner of my own was that I remember there being an all-employee meeting, right? We'd have these annual meetings. And I remember our CEO at one point having this discussion with all of us in an auditorium where they were talking about the future of digital and how the company itself, this is a huge company, and how they were going to be really investing in digital, moving down the digital path. And yet there was no mention of television, which is the division that I worked in at that point, along with all of my peers and colleagues. And we're all looking at each other going, I didn't hear them talking about investing in television. Did you? My heart told me that stick with this, you know, stick with TV and you'll know when it's time. You'll know when it's the right time for you to move on. And for me, that was in 2017. So it took four years of working behind the scenes and I did take some calculated risks. I was, you know, I tried to start a blog at one point. I started doing coaching quietly and privately and underground with people who wanted to learn video so that I could get experience and so that I could start making my first few sales. And I did that, you know, under the veil of darkness, so to speak, because I needed to know, do I have a proof of concept? I remember putting together an $1,800 coaching program and I acted calm when I made that very first sale. It's funny to think back now because at this point, I recognize that $1,800 is a lower priced offer. But at that time, when you've never sold anything of that magnitude, it feels like you just sold a million dollar offer. And so I sold this $1,800 offer to someone on the phone and acted calm, got off the phone and fell into a pool on the floor of my office and just was crying. I think I was home alone at that time. And I was just crying and crying and crying. I knew that if I could do it once, I could do it again. And it opened up a world of opportunity for me. And it made me realize that this is something I could do. I would have to keep pursuing it and getting better at it, but I knew what was possible in that moment, that if I could sell this to one person, I can sell other things to more people. And that's when the light bulb really turned on for me. And I would say that was my breakthrough. I don't think that I've made it yet because I don't think in those terms. I don't think of, oh, I'm going to do these things in order for me to make it. Because my mind thinks in the form of a journey. It's really about, and I and this is something that when I started the business, I really wanted to create this as a lifestyle business. That was my intent all along. So having said that, this lifestyle business is about the journey that I'm on and enjoying the work that I do and being able to have the freedom to work from home and then take a Friday afternoon off early to go and watch my son play baseball or go to the hockey game. It's about the lifestyle. So I don't think of it in terms of necessarily saying to myself, oh, you've made it. I don't know if I'll ever feel that way because I'm so invested in the journey. Having said that, I think I will feel more like I've made it when I accomplish the goal that I've set out for other people. So for example, one of the goals I have right now is to help 100 coaches or consultants to scale their businesses into the multiple six-figure range. That's a goal that I have. And with those 100 people, when I accomplish that, 
I don't know that I'll feel like I made it, but I'll feel like accomplished that I helped them to accomplish what they want. So maybe that's as close as I'll get (laughs) to feeling like I made it. Making it to me feels like building a life that is fulfilling and that suits the way that you want to live. It's really about lifestyle, in my opinion. Making it to me is being able to have the freedom of schedule to not be capped in terms of your earning potential. Making it to me is being able to contribute to causes and charities that are close to my heart. And making it is having an impact on other people. I feel like that's the stage that I'm in in life where I've had the great fortune of having this wonderful career of being in front of people and doing a lot of public speaking and television and and media and all of those things. So now I feel like I'm at a stage in my life where I want to put other people on the pedestal. I want to help other people step in front of the camera or be on their own stages. I'm Cheryl Plouffe, and you've been listening to Making It. You can find me on LinkedIn or at CherylPlouffe.com. Making It is part of the Mira CFM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Course Lab and Once Upon a Business. This episode of Making It was produced by Danny Bermont and Jeff Govertson. Cynthia Lamb is supervising producer. Danny Eaney, that's me, is executive producer. Post-production by Post Office Sound. To catch the great episodes that are coming up on Making It, please give us a follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.